Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. Hello, everybody. Are we live? We are live. Hope everyone is doing well. Give me one second. We're going to get started. We got some exciting updates for you. Lay. All right. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast with your hosts, Tim and Christina Madden. Hey, we help those in corporate America who are looking to elevate their career, right? Could be elevate with being more successful, what you're already doing, trying to reach the next level, or it could be, right, finding that new career out there, finding that new career, which so many people are in search of right now. If we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, if you've been following the podcast and you're not a part of that network, you should definitely join. We're up to 11,000 members almost. And hey, say hi in the comments and to our friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube. We are monitoring the comments and then we upload and stream to iTunes, Spotify, basically everywhere on the internet. So as always, before we get started, do us a favor. If you get anything valuable, which I know you will, out of today's podcast, hey, share this with the friend. And speaking about exciting news, let me see here. We got the books. The books are almost coming out. So I have mine right here. And I am super excited to share this with you. This is, Christina, we started first writing our books. It was, uh, what, December, I think? It was in December. Who would have thought writing a book, like, was this much work? Well, it took, what, almost 10 years of thinking about it. So, guys, <laughs> you just write down your goals, put some intention and action behind it, and learn from our mistakes of putting that off. Um, you can write a book. You can publish your post. You can do all the things. I was watching the post last night from Grant Hardworth. You know, even, you know, you're writing down things and setting intentions before you actually know how to do so. Right. We have to be able to do that. So everything I've ever written down is, is, is done. It's, it's done or it's close to being done. There are new targets, of course, but you got to write things down. I'm glad you said that because we won't turn the topic into writing stuff down because I'm pretty sure we've done a couple of those. But it just goes to show, I believe the last time we talked about like vision boards, goal setting was at the start of the year. And, you know, me and you have talked about each time you write this stuff down and we we have accomplished everything. Well, when you get good, really good at it, then you can't, you can almost like not even keep up with yourself. It's really exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, I need a new vision board already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So today, today, what we are talking about, uh, as soon as I find it, Christina. Oh yeah, here we go, here we go. Oh, but before we get started, hey, if you need help in your career, right, you can go over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a call with our team to see if we can possibly help. Without further ado, episode 89, future proofing your career. Adaption strategies for executive leaders. So, 
we never want to put our career at risk, right? Well, I don't know about you guys, right? Christina, you ever want to put your career at risk? You want to eliminate as much risk as possible, but I also want everyone to be aware, right? You're working in a world of uncertainty, so you've got to check your fears about this, right? Way before you dive into tactics and strategies on how to best future-proof your career, be mindful of, of fear and doubt, uh, and be sure to be around people and, and, and in places like this podcast so we can mentally rally away self-doubt and fear every single day. So before we dive into that, just be thinking like, are you scared, right? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of advanced technology. There's a lot of changes. We all know that. Are you scared? One way to start eliminating that is by being around the right people and then having a plan with some things to go back. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we said this a couple of weeks ago, but again, good reminders for everyone. Remember, if you're, if you're like, hey, I've kind of always had a career at risk, right? Meaning a company can let you go at any time for any reason. There's reduction in force, economic standards, political, there's so many things, right? So you always, even if you're newly promoted to a VP at a company, or you've been an executive and had success for the past years to organization, you always have to be prepared. Always. What if something happens? I know we don't like to think about it, right? But we need to, so we don't put ourselves at risk. So when that being said, playing this to scare you, we don't want to induce panic with this topic, right? You just want to be prepared and open-minded. Yeah. The Well, because here's why. When we talk about our future career, Unfortunately, most people, not a lot of people, some people, people that are smart are always focused on the future, right? And becoming better and mitigating risk. So the first thing, before we go into anything, I want to first say, this takes work, okay? To, to protect yourself, to avoid risk, it takes work on the front end. Very logical, right? So what most people will say is, you know what? All of these things Tim and Christina are saying are, are really good. Hey, I'll like get to them soon. Okay. I'll get to them when I'm a little less busy, Christina. I got I got the budget meeting coming, right? I got uh clients in town. I got to fly to Japan. So remember the quote we said last week or the week before? Unsuccessful people do what? They're always looking for when all the stars align, they have this ample time. Right. They're looking for if you remember, I said they're looking for, you know what? I'm going to start this, Christina, when I have when it's the ideal time. Right. But just to remind you, what do successful people do? They know it's never the ideal time to improve themselves and advance their career and protect it. OK, so some food thought you decide who you want to be at the end of this podcast. I hope you put the successful. So. There are lots of things you can do to future-proof your career. Let's talk about the most obvious right now and how to combat that with your employer. If your documents are not updated live online, if your LinkedIn profile is not optimized, if it isn't, it just doesn't have your accomplishments, your achievements, the value you've brought throughout your career, you are way behind the curve. Here's why, Christina. Every time there's mass layoffs in tech or something, all of the organizations like ours get very busy. And then what happens? It takes longer to get stuff done, 
right? So most people wait till a huge reduction in force or something else to get like their basic resume and LinkedIn profile optimized, right? And then when they go to these companies, they're three to four weeks out or they have to pay some expensive like fee to like rush it. At all times, here's why you should brand yourself as the leader that you are. Your team is going to find you on LinkedIn. Your potential clients and vendors and all of these people are going to be looking at your profile. Why would we not want a professional image of ourselves? Right? Like, are you a leader? Do people look up to you? Do clients depend on you? What do you want them to see when they look you up on LinkedIn? Because let's be honest, everyone at your level is on LinkedIn. Now, for the people that are getting scared, Christina, and say, whoa, whoa, Tim, Tim, I can't be doing this. They're going to think I'm going to quit. Here is how to overcome that, okay? So say Christina is my boss, and she comes to me and says, hey, Tim, I noticed that you just updated your resume or your LinkedIn profile. Hey, are you, are you thinking of leaving, right? Here's the easiest thing. Hey, Christina, I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to talk to you about that. My team tries to connect with me on LinkedIn. So do the clients, so do vendors, and so does leadership. What I realized is, right, I want to have an image where people can trust me. They can look through my accomplishments and my achievements, and they can see me as a trusted advisor. And for so long, Christina, for the past couple of years, I've been connecting with all these people with just an image, a couple of my positions, and not really anything being said there. As a person who cares about my career and the career and success of this company, I know I need to be branded in the best way possible. I would assume that Christina right, is not going to say anything. Besides, you know what? I might need to update my profile too. So always be ready. This is a simple thing, right? And most people aren't good at writing resumes or LinkedIn profiles. That's okay. We do them here. You can go to execupgrades.com. Uh, dot com backslash podcast or just email me at tim at execupgrades.com i'll send you a pdf but everybody should have that everybody should have that they should be branded effectively anything you want to add christina well guys that really directly impacts your confidence as well so as far as future proofing yourselves there's no better way than to really maximize your confidence and having a really great brand and knowing when people are into your profile that you can be proud of that in general um, is something you you want to consider, you know, just staying relevant in your industry. And I'm really, if you're if you're surrounded by other great leaders and great teams, I you likely are not going to get approached like this in negative ways. It can be easily handled, right? So stand your ground on that, and you have to be on LinkedIn. Absolutely. We've talked about this. We've talked about your career capital, right? Like, where would you fall inside corporate America on a scale of one to a hundred? right? What is your career capital? So we need to start thinking about our careers as being entrepreneurs. You are a business. Even if you're a director at T-Mobile, you are a business. Okay. How are you, you know, how are you investing into your business? How are you investing into your leadership skills, et cetera? So don't think of it as I have a job. Think of it as, hey, you are a business. You are. And sometimes the business goes from one company to another. So we always have to be prepared. With that being said, relationship building is the number one thing that's going to lead you to everywhere in your career. So my question to you today is, do you have five people, a minimum of five people right now, that you can call on if something happened in your career where they know about you, 
know about your accomplishments and they're one level above you, not inside your company. Do you have five of those people? You probably need 20. So focus on relationship building. Everyone only likes to do this stuff when they're in a job search. I'm in a job search, Christina. I got to update my documents. I'm in a job search. Now I got a network. I'm in a job search. Now I have to improve my communication style. I think, I think the reason that people hold off a lot is, again, the mindset about having um, a great network, right? It can, we're like, oh, that's a lot of work and I have to show up a certain way to provide value and I'm, I'm so busy. Now I got to schedule maybe networking calls. I got to, you know, set time out to connect with people. But I think people are missing a very important piece, which is the drastic, like, um, positive impact on your life in general that it has to have these people in your back pocket. So when you're trying to get to the next level in your career, but who do you think you should be talking to? Not just your peers and people around you, people, the army of advocates, right? We talk about it a lot. Like having these, th this safety net, if you will, and these people that support you and have your best interests at heart and people that you can reach out to drastically improves the quality of your life is what I'm getting at. So when you get in your head and you have self-doubt and you don't think things are possible and you're stuck, you have li living, breathing proof that, you know, of what's possible. So instead of looking at this networking piece as something that you do just only to get a job, you're missing out on some really amazing things, amazing relationships. I mean, how, what do you think pushed us to maybe, you know, write the book or the actually was the person who helped me write the book who just set me up with a speaking engagement, like so on and so forth. You guys want to have exciting times in your life and experience true growth, the true impact. You have to be focused on this, even if it's just a little bit at a time. You do not wait to have powerful, strong connections in your network. And it's safe to say that because of us networking and a part of different programs and groups and memberships, et cetera, we know some phenomenal people. Is it safe to say, Christina, that if almost anything happened in our lives, we know who to call, whether we want to be, be better at leadership, whether we want to grow this company, whether we want to do whatever, questions about Real estate, questions about finance, life insurance, really anything you could possibly think of. If we are ever in a bind or have questions, we pretty much have a trusted advisor in every single area of our life. Yeah, and that took a lot of time, right? A, a lot of time and patience over a period of time of, of learning, right? It's, you guys are always going to learn. Like, wouldn't you rather learn from other people's mistakes than your own? Well, here, A, is an example, like don't learn from my mistake, which was, to like putting off networking until it was like in dire need of like business advice and don't wait until you're in dire need of a job. Nobody likes a desperate person seeking, you know, attention or um, just seeking that J-O-B, a job, right? You have to provide value, particularly at this level that we're talking about, guys. Right? So nobody wants to talk to a desperate negative Nancy. <laughs> That's what we were saying too. I always go back to what was, what, you know, Grant Cardone said at that conference and he said, hey, man, anybody can ask for help when they've been unemployed for a year, tried everything they possibly could, nothing's working, they're beat down, they're about to lose their house, they're losing their marriage, turmoil is happening, hey, now I need help. Anybody can do that, right? Successful people, just in life and in business, 
when things are going good, they get help. So things are going great. That's the best time to get help. If you want to know when the best time to get help is, it's when you kind of know you need like a little bit of it. That's the perfect time. Okay. The worst time is when things are the worst possible situation. Okay. So with time, even though me and Christina have connected and met and still collaborate with a lot of powerful people, it did take a long time to build a network. However, meeting two new people a month, right? Two new people, once one every two weeks, hooking up for 20 to 30 minutes, fast forward three years, you can be connected to some very powerful people. So absolutely. When you guys are, you know, traveling and you're meeting people that you would probably define as successful, we use that word a lot that looks different to everyone and what we define, but likely wouldn't you define as successful if you ask them, you know, how much focus they've put on relationships or what opportunities they got from relationships. I mean, it would blow your mind. It would blow your mind. <laughs> and you have to, you have to start somewhere. So like Tim said, a couple of months, a couple of months or whatever, put yourself out there. Very quickly, you start to see the results and the fruit of that time spent. And then you're like, oh man, I've been missing out on this like my whole life. You don't, you can't ignore like any facet of life. That's what I was talking about last week, right? Because you like, it was like, oh yeah, okay. Well, when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay, great. This is why people say you can't buy happiness because happiness comes from relationships and it comes from you know, taking care of your body and it comes from, you know, spiritual health and an all around 360 view of your health where you can't get there without a focus on connection as much as some of us would like to think so or this remote remote culture and sort of isolated culture, which has some convenience to it. You cannot escape the need for connection, the need for community and the need, you know, for support. So don't think you can navigate that very easily and stay successful. You have to learn, 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 learn. You have to be committed to continuous learning. You have to develop new leadership skills. You have to embrace technological advancements and you have to stay connected to your market, whatever your market is and changes in your market and things that affect your, your market. Now, thinking about it can be like, man, that's a lot. But really, 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day for a year, you're at the top of your market. No one does the amount of, no one. As, do you know how easy it is to win right now? It's the easiest time because most people are lazy and they don't want to learn and they don't want to get better and they don't want to make a commitment, right? For whatever reason, it's so easy just to read something new right? For 15 minutes a day. If you're in sales, marketing, ops, process improvement, if you're, we place fashion designers, we place scientists, right? Biochemistry, diseases, and all of this stuff, right? Be a subject matter expert at what you do in all facets. To do that, you need to skill up. It could be with books. It could be with reading publications in your market, okay? A variety of things, but all in all, you need your own training plan. What is your training plan right now? Do you have a training plan? Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about doing a self-reflection or assessment of where you are right now. We, I think at that time we were talking about leadership skills. But self-assessment, 
what do I feel I need to prioritize right now? But really, with an extra 30 minutes a day, you can jam 15 minutes of new information with leadership, communication, process, or market, right? And continue to build a network. Just a little bit a day goes a very long way. You've seen this before. Let me say one more thing, Christina. You've seen this before, right? A little bit goes a long way. You're chipping at the rock, right? I'm chipping at it, chipping at it, chipping at it. It's eventually going to break. We just don't kind of know when, right? But it was just like when I was training for this marathon that I did. Remember, I was 90 days into my training program, not feeling great. I was like, man, I don't feel good. I think my run was slow. But then I saw the results, Christine. Remember, I talked to you about this. I look back 90 days and I'm like, I'm tremendously faster. There's no doubt. So remember, commit to 15 minutes of self-development per day on something mindset, industry-related, leadership and development, something along those lines. Christina, sorry. I know that's what I was going to mention, the compound effect. So this is one thing for sure that I can say with 100% certainty that just a little bit per day gets you so, so far. And like we mentioned on last week's podcast, for some reason, and we're hearing it more and more and more, people, like Tim said, it's so easy because people don't want to learn new things and they have a very fixed mindset. That's what we were getting ready to cover now is developing and cultivating a growth mindset. People are in a very fixed mindset right now. And as I mentioned with the news and the narratives out there, especially in regards to a recession, people people retract. They don't want to take risks. They don't want to put themselves out there. They want to stay in their comfort zone. Let me stay at this job I hate because it's just all the scaries out there or whatever. Um, you you don't want to be there. You want to continue cultivating a growth mindset and be adapting and working on that open mind and 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 stretching. Um you can only go as far as you believe you can go. So working on those beliefs and working in an abundant mindset, abundance, abundance, abundance. What does that mean to you? And continue to redefine that. Things I want to say first, Marie, hello, Diane, hello, Dr. Ford. Marie, welcome to ECU, DePauk. And Michael, the book, hey, it's going to be later today, my man. So I will post on LinkedIn. So just give me a little bit. I'll also email, post in Slack, do all that stuff. And um, yes. So my question to you is when we're talking about learning and we're talking about having this growth mindset, right? how do you approach learning? How do you approach having another, you know, trying to change your mindset? It can be difficult to to know even where to start, right? So when when I say like, how do you approach learning or how do you approach new technology? How do you approach it? Do you approach it like, oh man, I don't want to learn this. Oh man, I don't want to read this book. I don't want to do that. I don't want to learn this. I shouldn't have to do that. Is that how you approach learning? If so, man, I wouldn't want you on my team. Do you think other senior leaders would want you on yours when you're complaining about like learning basic stuff like a new, some new software, some new trend or investing in yourself with books? That's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest things I tell our clients sometimes, right? Like some people don't want to invest in themselves with time, money or resources to achieve these larger levels, right? If you don't want to invest in yourself, and we're not even talking about money right now, we're just talking about time because it takes time, right? 
if you don't want to invest in yourself, why would a company and why should a company ever want to invest in you? Right? That's a harsh reality, guys. Because I tell you what, the CEOs, we know lots of them. If they're at a small company, a mid company, or a large company, and you're coming in in an executive leadership role where you're going to have stuff, one of the questions we ask everyone, as with DCU, we talk to them about what's the last book you read? What's the last program you've been through? If someone hasn't read a book in five years and never even went through like a $99 marketing program, they're probably not a good fit here. Because we know we here at ECU, we value continuous learning. We value continuous learning. And just continuous learning, it just makes you so much better. And most of the time, it doesn't even matter whether it's leadership, communication, mindset, whatever. Like Christina, tell them about the book that you were so excited to share with me about, you know, the one we are and just adding perspective. Like what prompted you to get that self-development book, right? It's totally, you know, not something we wouldn't normally read, but you got a lot of value. It's only $12, right? It only took time. So why don't you share that um, a little bit about that? Well, guys, it took me a long time to develop what I'm about to tell you, which is a self-awareness of like really understanding what I need understanding where I need to grow in this season of my life, right? And so for me, especially being around a few um, deaths and some certain things that have just like just happened in my personal life, you know, coming out of left field, I just thought to myself, wow, there's a lot that I can learn about how fragile life is, about how little time we actually have here, right? And really am I coming from a place of like some entitlement to having enough time and some entitlement of whatever. Okay. That's just me having like radical self-awareness, self-acceptance, like that's what I've been going through. And so I was looking up books about perspectives of people dying and sorry guys, it sounds a little morbid, but what I've learned is they really have so much to teach us. And there's this amazing book, definitely recommend it. The New York times bestseller, um, also nominated for multiple peace prizes. It's called um, When Air Becomes Breath, and it's about a neurosurgeon. He's 36 years old. I'll keep this as short as I can really quick. 36 years old, diagnosed with stage five lung cancer, never smoked a cigarette in his life, gifted surgeon, but always thought that he had enough time to write a book. He loved writing and literature. Uh, he gets diagnosed with this, and then he decides to write about the psychological process of like end of life and, and the perspective that that offers. And so for me, I was like, I'm not even reading this for like any specific skill set, any specific, you know, leadership skill, nothing like that. For me, I'm like, I'm going into this and and not to let it get me super sad or depressed, but just how can I pull information from this book that will open my mind a bit to see things differently because I'm somebody who really needs that. So the self-awareness of what do I need to learn right now? What can I benefit from most right now? And then choosing tools and resources based on just that information. Um, I think the ability to have that kind of awareness and the ability to stay that agile in your growth, you know, journey uh, is really important. And then just if I'm being brutally honest, I'm a little bit over the self-development uh, books at the moment because guys, I've read stacks of them. It's all I listen to. It's all we talk about. So I'm like, there's some other areas of life I could probably benefit from some other authors, other writing styles. So 
maybe you could take something from that. I don't know, but ask yourself, like, what would serve me right now? What can I get excited about? Because if all of this sounds like too much work, boring, nah, you don't want to do it. There, if you can't get excited about it or interested in it, you're likely not going to do it. So, I mean, this is one strategy is think about what can I get excited about right now? And what will I actually, you know, what kind of book would I actually finish? Um, for you ladies listening, men too, but Mel Robbins is a great one because um, she's like a master at the journey of self-sabotage and what that looks like. Um, she's a great follow on Instagram as well. Not to go off on a rabbit hole of uh, uh, authors and books right now, but it's, those kind of books are great because there's so much comedy in it. There's so much relatability. Um, so as far as learning and cultivating a growth mindset, that might be some, some things that you could take from. Well, the other thing is your health. You know, there's many different ways people have come up with this quote, but it's like um, a healthy person wishes for everything, right? A sick person wishes for one thing, you know? So maybe, you know, me and Christina, we talk all things career, mindset, self-development, leadership, et cetera, but health and fitness and just feeling good about yourself is becoming drastically more important each year, right? Go ahead, Christina. And much of what we're saying for you, a player high achievers out there, you know, you're probably thinking like a lot of this is common sense, but to to float between, you know, self-development and health and family and work, that's where things start to get tricky. And that's where community comes in. So listening to podcasts like this, surrounding yourself with the right people, because I don't care how successful you are, it still takes a very strong mindset to be successful in all of those areas without here's the key without beating yourself up in such a way that you can't get back up or beating yourself down. I don't know if I just said that beating yourself down to the point where you can't even get up and do any of this stuff. That's where you don't want to be. So then we just talk about purpose, right? Purpose, purpose, purpose. What do you want the rest of your career to look like? Do you want to be protected right now? What are some things you're, you can do, right? You have your resume, you can make sure you're networking, continuing to learn, hone in, right? This is your decision. We don't want anyone listening to our podcast, hooking up in our programs, coming just completely lost or completely frustrated or just not prepared, right? Remember, what is the purpose? What is one of the purposes of life, right? To continue to grow, to continue to get better, to develop a stronger mindset, to feel good about ourselves, to have more self-confidence every day, and to have the most of life in all facets, right? Whether it's financial, relationships, family, community, etc. right? So that is when you feel good about yourself. So if you've been struggling with learning, applying yourself, putting, I tell you, when you do get started down this path, it will radically change your life. Me and Christina were just talking about this, and we'll probably wrap up with this, Christina. A couple days ago, we were talking about who we were like just a couple years ago, and we look back and we're like, we don't even know those people. Do you remember us talking about that? Yeah, I'm like five people away from the... Per okay, so what was it, a photo I was looking at was 2020 so we're talking three years and i'm i feel like i'm like five yeah i'm five um video game levels unlocked from that person we make a joke about that 
I do not know that person. I do not understand how I was living in that body. I do not know how I was living in that headspace. And that was just three years ago. So 10 years ago, I mean, forget about it. So it boils down to two things. You need the knowledge and then you need to take action. So what knowledge do you need, right? What book do you need? What resources do you need? So you need the knowledge and then you need to take action. Christina, any final comments? You know, if you're the kind of person that always has this like burning desire for more, which I thank God that I have whatever that thing is. I don't think everybody has that, but if you are the kind of person that has that, I promise you have a bigger calling on your life. And then you guys probably always leave these podcasts thinking, okay, so how am I future proofing my career? Okay, you have just you have a handful of things, but the reason that we trail off and talk about all of this other stuff is because it's so you cannot implement what we're saying without thinking this way. It's impossible. And I know it sounds some of it sounds like it's right out of a Tony Robbins seminar. It sounds some some of it's like woo-woo and you guys, whatever you want to call it, you have to get to a place where you're excited about self-development, excited about mindset, and also be eager to shift and change and grow and learn every single day. I'm not even the same person I was yesterday. Who wants to be? I don't. So with that being said, hey, commit to take one step in the right direction, whether that's network and collaborate with other people more successful than you, get your resume done or your profile done, or do one of the things... Co- commit to 15 minutes of learning every single day. These are ways you can help yourself because who wants to train at the event? Not me. If you're a professional football player, do you only want to train on game days? Right? Do you want to only want to, do you want to train at the event? No, we train up to it. And right now you don't know when your next event's going to be, right? You don't know when you're going to get let go, when you're really going to want another job, et cetera. So why would you not train yourself to prepare for that event when the day comes? I'll leave that up to you. Hey, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day, everyone.